What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. That podcast by those two brothers from the same mother, giving you their fantasy takes, hits, analysis, and everything in between. As usual, it is your boy Derek here with the big bro, Daryl. Daryl, my man, how are you feeling this fine day? I am good, man. Had a had a great weekend of playoff viewing. Unfortunately, our Texans didn't make it onto the next round, but you know, we're a year ahead of schedule, so no no hard feelings whatsoever on that front. But got to see some classic football, the the Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes show continued on. And now we're gonna talk some some fantasy today. So like football wise, everything wise, man, I'm doing I'm doing damn well. Yeah, yeah. Hear that for sure, except the Texans part. That I mean, that really hey, schedule got us a dog at the quarterback position. So we got good things to look forward to for sure. Yes, sir. And speak and speaking to that, we will be starting our little series here. Remember the time, aka taking a look back at the different positions from fantasy this year. Today, we're going to start on quarterbacks. We're going to go through 1 through 12, and then after that, hit notes on any other guys um, that caught our eyes. So what we'll do, we'll kind of go through some of the stats, give some thoughts maybe of what we have or what we had on their season, and then also, you know, get into what we may think in the future for them. So let's not waste time. Let's get started with QB1. We got Josh Allen at 947 yards. That's actually through week 18. So let me, a week 17, let me get the full one. So 4,306 yards for the season. 29 touchdowns, 18 picks. All had 15 touchdowns rushing on 524 yards. So, Darrell, I'm going to turn this one over to you. What are your thoughts on Josh Allen this season? Well, you know, he, the man did quarterback one things, you know, um, he was, you know, in last episode, he was my, he was my quarterback MVP. And, you know, just to kind of, just to kind of touch on some of those things again, you know, he played 16, you know, all 16 fantasy games and whatnot. And he had eight top five finishes only four times that he finished outside of QB one territory. So he was consistent. He hits you with ceiling games throughout the year, and he hits you with a, a pretty high floor when he wasn't, you know, just exploding the slate. Um, it's, you know, he's, it, it was everything that you wanted to see out of him. He, he gave you everything, the passing. He had the rushing floor just in case, like, he was going to get you there in some way, shape, or form. And on a decent number of weeks, he was, you know, he was leading you to victory damn near single-handedly as a, a as a fantasy weapon so you know if you drafted him as the qb1 or two or three out of your draft because you know it depending on how things went in your particular league you know some people went Jalen first and then and then josh allen or Jalen and mahomes then josh allen but yeah for whatever price you paid for him i'll say you got your money's worth uh th this year man just just absolute top dog performance Yeah, yeah, he met expectations and like even exceeded them, in my opinion. 
He had eight top five finishes uh, fantasy-wise. So, you know, half of the season he was giving you top five. So you love to see that. And then, as I quoted earlier in the season, the excellence of execution, man. That man in the red zone was just killing it. Um, 11 fantasy points per game in the red zone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, within the red zone, within the red zone, he had 18 touchdown passes with zero picks, and he, he had 33 rushes for 134 yards and 15 touchdowns. So when he got in there in the red zone area, it was pretty much, you know, TD time, something efficient. Love it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him next season. I think he should come into next season probably as the QB one again. The only thing that could be of contention for maybe dealing aspect is they tended to run the ball a good amount um, towards the end of the season. So, you know, he still threw for 4,300 yards, but it's just maybe a little thing to consider going into next season. But I think he still should be the QB one. Yeah, I, I think that is maybe maybe slightly concerning, but you know, over the back half of the season, once they changed coordinators and whatnot, like he was still doing numbers. So um yeah, you know, even, even when they even when they went a little a little run heavier. Um, you know, I guess towards, you know, looking at next year as well, um, it looks like the only person they're gonna be losing for sure is Gabe Davis. Um, so you know, that's um, I wouldn't ding my prospects for uh, Josh Allen too much because of Gabe Davis being gone. But whether Gabe Davis stayed there or not, um, given the way, you know, that um, Stefan Diggs's production tailed off towards the end of the year, um, they they need to – I'll be curious to see, like, what they do to, to bump up their receiving core. You know, maybe they can – maybe they're, you know yeah. – Yes, you can probably rely on Shakir taking a step. You can maybe rely on Dawson Kincaid taking a step um, and whatnot. But it seems to me they should be in the market for, if not necessarily an, um, a, a number one top flight receiver, like a, a strong number two type uh, receiver, just to kind of add some depth to that to that receiving core. And if they do that, I think that all but solidifies him as, as QB1 um, going into next season. Fair enough. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. Let's look at QB2. That was Mr. Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts had 3,858 passing yards, has 105 rushing yards with 15 touchdowns. Look, uh, overall fantasy points per game at a P in the PPR aspect, he had 21.9 of those. Good for second average wise there um, nine top five finishes to lead quarterbacks 9.3 points per game in the red zone a lot of that fueled by those tush pushes um, overall good statistical um, fantasy season for him you probably want those embers down a little bit that kind of crept up towards what like Dak had last year but overall a good fantasy season for him um, their slight concern for me for next year is number one, the tush push. Is this going to be a thing or not? And will it be as effective with Kelsey there? 
again, very, very small concern there. That's just from the touch. Will it be the same coaching staff? Head coach, or it seems like for sure the offensive coordinator will likely be gone. So just things to consider for next season. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the outlook is a little murky um, for next year. If, you know, they're, they're going to need to majorly overhaul some stuff offensively next year. You know, he had, um, you know, you, you you threw out some good numbers there. O- only thing I want to throw out, um, he only had two games where he finished outside of QB1 territory. So he was he was very consistent um, for, for you this year. It was you know, his fantasy season, I think on balance was just kind of one of those where you just put your, you just put your hands over your eyes and just, you know, kind of looked at the final number that ended up in the tally because it wasn't, it wasn't always pretty um, the, the the way he got you there. Um, you know, a little bit of trepidation just because of the way, just in general, the way that they collapsed down the stretch last year. But, you know, when you, divorcing real football from fantasy football. You just look at this guy's skill set and, you know, even if you don't have him slated to be quarterback two coming off the board next year, um, you, you can't possibly be looking to take him any later than quarterback four or something like that. So, you know, he's still, he's still pretty top tier, top tier guy to me. Um, and he'll have his weapons back too. Um, AJ, Devontae and Dallas Goddard, are all under contract for next year. Um, interestingly, their running back situation is a little crazy. I think Kenneth Gainwell is the only guy that's still under contract for next year. So we'll have to see how that pans out. But, um, you know, maybe that could be something that affects Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, you they, if they take away the touch push and then they're able to get their hands on, you know, a solid banger of a um, – of a, of a red zone back, then that could maybe be something to think about. But yeah, this this dude just has way too many outs to um, to fantasy production to have him slide too far down draft boards going into next season. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It wouldn't be, yeah, like a, it wouldn't be any kind of like there, but it's just those slight concerns um, mentioning that you kind of expound expanded upon there. Um, Let's go ahead and get to QB3, Rain Dakota Prescott, 4,516 passing yards, 36 touchdowns to nine picks, and had 240 rushing yards with two TDs. I'm going to turn it over to you on this one. Talk to me about my man Dak. Yeah, Dak had an interesting season, man. Um, It was, you know, it started off ugly. Like the season started off super ugly for him. The first five weeks of the season, he didn't finish any higher than QB seventeen. So, like at the end of at the end of week five, you're probably looking at this man on your roster and just like, can I trade him? Do I cut him? Like, can I, can, you know, should I start looking to stream away from him? And you know, if you made a decision to move on from him in some way, shape, or form, or you know, you started streaming away from him, um, I think that cons- that that decision was pretty well justified after the first five weeks of, of the year. But then after that, he just went on an absolute heater, just just an absolute heater. Over the next seven games, he turned in six top five finishes. 
Like he just, <laughs> this man Ooh. went nuke. He went nuclear um, over like that middle stretch of the season. And so like from, from weeks six to 13, he was the overall QB one. And, you know, we, we, we touched on that at points during, during the year, during the season itself. But, you know, I think it, it, it bears repeating to tell the whole, to, you know, to tell the whole story of his season. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, that, that's kind of how he got there. Cause then, you know, going on from week 14 through, um, through the end of the fantasy season, he was just kind of, all right, you know, he was, he, he, he wasn't great. He wasn't terrible, but he, he, you know, he didn't reach the heights that he reached on his little midseason heater um, again. So, yeah, it was, it was a, it, it, it was a funky little season that he had. Um, you know, we, you, you look at, you look at that offense as a whole and the way they played, like they, it was, it was a pretty good offense. It wasn't even pretty good. It, it was damn good for, for a very, for a good long stretch of the season. So, He's a guy like I, I got my eye on him for next year, you know, not letting the way they went out in the playoffs, you know, not not letting that, you know, color how I see um, things with him next year. Like I'd be perfectly fine ending up with him um, you know, at the right price ne- next year. Like, you know, maybe like where I got him this year or or, or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, he'll it, it'll be interesting to think through what to do with him. But um but yeah, just just a real crazy season from this man. Yeah, I think looking at next season, he'll probably be right where he was to start this season, like a QB nine to eleven. Um, just because I think rushing upside, maybe we won't, we haven't discussed um, so far factor into there. But yeah, with his season, first of all, I was wrong. I had this man as a as a fade, and um, it looked good those first six weeks. He was uh, our first five weeks <laughs> where he was uh, QB twenty one, but then from weeks through seven, he um, as you kind of alluded to, he had twenty seven uh, touchdowns, four picks, and just over three thousand yards, which led the league during that time frame. So. Yeah, kudos to Dak on putting this together. Um, have you know, steady kind of set of weapons there and put up a QB three season. Good for him. Yeah, and for the most part, he'll have his weapons back. CD is back. Brandon Cooks is back. Uh, Ferguson and Gallup will be back. They'll have a decision to make on Tony Pollard. You know, unless they franchise him or sign him to a new new deal again, he's set to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rico Dowdle is said to be a restricted free agent. So um, there is a world where it could be Rico Dowdle time next year. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the lay <laughs> of the land for, uh, for Dallas. I mean, look, man, Rico looked all right in stretches this year. You know, he, 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 he didn't, uh, he, he didn't look terrible. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on where I think Dak will be coming in next year. Um, kind of that eight, nine, 10, Kind of, kind of range. For sure. I mean, if it is Rico Dowdle season next next year, um, I'll be intrigued because I wonder what his price would be. But we'll have more room to discuss that later. Let's continue with our QB four. 
Mr. Lamar Jackson, LaMarvelous, had 3,678 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, 7 picks, 821 rushing yards with 5 touchdowns. Uh, Yeah, starting with Lamar Jackson, probably everyone's hero, man. He was the QB1 during fantasy playoffs, gave you 8 touchdowns passing to 1 pick and was giving you about 60 yards rushing per game during that three-week span of week 15 through 17. So, hey, if you made the playoffs and had Lamar Jackson, you're probably extremely happy. Uh, overall, four weeks as the overall QB1 and averaged about 51 rushing yards per game on nine attempts. Yeah, this man with Todd Munkin was – Pretty much everything that you wanted. Maybe you are maybe you wanted a little more passing yardage, if you will, but the upside with Lamar was still alive. It was still there. Gave you the four QB one performances. You should be very interested in drafting this man. I think going into next season, he should probably be the QB two. Yeah, yeah. Um that's interesting. I I, I think I could I would I would agree with that. As far as the outlook for next year and him, you know, looking at him as, as QB2, um, it's just the, the 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 good points that you mentioned, like the high points that you mentioned about his season this year, like they they were great. Like he had his he had some really high highs. Um, he also had some pretty low lows as as well. He did. You know? And I think it was the kind of thing where it wasn't necessarily that he was playing poorly. It's just like this year, like Baltimore would have like, it would be like either the running back scored all the touchdowns or, um, or you know, Lamar got there through a combination of him, him of running himself and, you know, through passing touchdowns. So I think, I think that kind of account accounted for the kind of up and down, the, the, the up and down nature. Um, Cause like when, when he missed, you know, he would, he, he, he would miss like kind of, Kind of big, not not, you know. Sometimes in a in a kill your week kind of way. So, um, you know, I guess that's kind of always going to be on the table with him and the way that that offense can run. But it's you know, as, as you mentioned, on on balance, it's the he's the kind of guy. Like, yeah, I I definitely want him on my on, on my squads. Um, they're interesting next year as well as far as what they're bringing back. So you know. Odell is going to be a free agent, but Andrews, likely Zay and Bateman are back, you know, they're, as far as the receiving weapons. And then Keaton Mitchell and Justice Hill are back um, in, in the backfield. So, you know, they'll probably have some work to do in the backfield and they could probably stand to bring in another, um, you know, another quality receiver um, for, for Lamar to work with, because just this, you know, just, you know, the, the change in the offensive coordinator and, you know, uh, th- this step up in receiver quality that he had this year took that offense to a new level this year. If they can add just one more kind of solid-ass piece, like, that could that, that could unlock an even higher level for, for them. Um, it, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. But, yeah, I having thought it through a little bit more, I think I have to agree with you, like, at this point, you got to probably consider him as the QB two um, behind behind Josh Allen. 
Yeah, and if you want to look at just things from a narrative standpoint, like the schedule to be tougher this year uh, with them winning their division and whatnot. So they should face all the ones um, in the AFC. And I believe they're facing the, the East. So you're considering Dallas still being fairly competitive teams. And I mean, the Giants should be, they should be better than what they were last year. Um, yeah, it should yeah. be a tougher schedule for them. All that to mean Lamar being more active in the passing game. So if you want to ride that narrative. Yeah, for sure. All right. QB five. Yeah. So QB five, when I was uh, writing out the list, I was like, really? This dude QB (laughs) five, but that man had a hell. Jordan Love, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, 4,159 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. Also have four touchdowns rushing on 200 and 47 yards talk to me about the love machine right word 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 the love machine <laughs> um, so yeah his season his season like it, it was kind of not so much roller coastery but um it, it it certainly didn't start great for him you know I, I mean he was quarterback three in week one but then, you know, after that, you know, and if you, you know, just eyeball testing that offense, you know, it didn't, it didn't look good for, for like the beginning stretch of the year. And it kind of looked like maybe he wasn't going to be the dude in Green Bay. And then, yeah. and then it just clicked, man. And then it just clicked. And by the time the season was over, you know, it was looking like this dude is, he, he can make all the throws. He's got some legs to him. You know, he, he he's not a Lamar or a Josh Allen or anything like that, but he's certainly athletic enough to navigate the pocket, take off, you know, if if, if he needs to and whatnot. And he looked just like a, a solid quarterback who was in command of his offense. And then you start looking at the way his young weapons started coming on too, and it's like, well, it's going to be a headache choosing between his weapons next year. But, um, but like as far as Jordan Love himself, it's going to be like, well, you know, maybe I don't bust my brain trying to figure out which one of the weapons to take. I just move Jordan Love up a little bit more, and you know, I'll let him pick which one of those guys explodes for me. You know, um, so, so so yeah, you know, his his season was 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 phenomenal especially for like you know essentially not, not essentially a rookie but like as a first year starter and then in the fantasy playoffs you know particularly week 16 and 17 he broke you off with some really really good performances that you know that very well could have helped you win a title so man i'm i'm i'm, I'm super excited about his prospects for 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 next season, and I think we I, we may have talked about this before, but I think it's going to be a situation to where um, you're just going to have to have a position on him, and you're just either going to have to say, "I am willing to go get him early," or you know, I'll just wait on somebody because it's just too rich where Jordan Love is going right now, because I think everybody in the fantasy world is going to be excited to get their hands on him next year. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a good point, especially considering, you know, even though with his weapons, it was spread out, you know, amongst them a lot. Um, it's just the thought of bring, you know, Christian Watson back and he comes in healthy and stuff and goes through camp and whatnot. Like, yeah, it may just be one of those situations where, you know, you can get all their pieces for cheap and you go in on Jordan Love as your main value piece. But yeah, he he had a good season, man. Like you mentioned about his playoffs uh, during the playoffs, he was QB three during that time. Has seventeen touchdowns, and then like that second half of the season, from like week ten to week eighteen, he was the QB three, average twenty points per game. Like a dude that you know pretty. Probably, you know, help save season. Um, now I'm interested in him, especially next season, because per fantasy pro 98 poor passes. So that legitimately could be a thing where he have left some meat on the bone there. And you know, he could legitimately yeah. be a QB, you know, three next season from the standpoint of you know, if he's able to be more efficient, have you know, four or five more passing touchdowns and a little more rushing. So I completely understand all aboard being the love machine, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 you're absolutely right about um, him having left meat on the bone. Cause I know um, if you like recall back to, you know, that early to mid part of the season, you know, it was a, there was a little bit of a, he can't keep getting away with this kind of thing because he was, he was throwing, you know, what it was like in the, High fifties, low sixty percent, um, as, as mm -hmm. far as co completion percent, right? And you know, eventually he, but like you know, he was still throwing touchdowns or whatnot, and like eventually he was able to get that up and and get his efficiency up. So yeah, if if you think he's going to start the season next year, you know, hit the ground running type of thing and just really build off of what he did this year, like. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here looking at the at the quarterback finishes list right now, and I'm trying to think, you know, where would I slot him right now? I feel like I'm taking Josh Allen before him. I feel like I'm taking Lamar before him. Um, I'm probably still taking Hurts before him, um, and then and then I start thinking, you know, am I taking him or um, am I taking, you know, him or Mahomes? Um, him, Mahomes, Burrow, you know, that kind of that that area. And, you know, that's when that's when I start thinking like that's about where he should be slotted in. Um, I guess maybe you throw CJ Stroud in there a little bit, too. But, yeah, I I think he's certainly in the top seven to eight for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to see where he ends up on draft boards and rankings as we go into off season. Let's continue with QB6, Brock Purdy, quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Little over 4,200 passing yards, 4,280 to be exact, 31 touchdowns, 11 picks, had 144 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Brock Purdy, man. This was a guy that during the division previews that we had during the summertime, it was like, you know, figuring out once they shell out if, you know, he's hurt or, or not hurt, if he was going to come back in time. 
and he did and we both kind of had an opinion of like yeah you have all these weapons he performed last year they believe in this guy like we were kind of like yeah he's gonna be a bona fide good streamer for you and he was more than that he was an every week starter for you and you know to those people that either drafted him or maybe picked him up after week one or something kudos to you because you got you a guy that finished as a top 12 quarterback 10 weeks so over half of the weeks he finished as a top 12 quarterback um led the league in 20 yard 30 yard and 40 plus yard passes and then just had an absurd 9.6 yards per attempt which led the league um, during the back half of the season that got up to 10.2 yards per attempt so this man was just uber efficient has the weapons around him as well like brock purdy you know if he you had him on your squad he was a set it and forget it quarterback for you which is it is yeah it is. yeah you you were happy like extreme extreme return on investment from from him right. and i think you know past the point about debating about like how good he is or what whatever whatever the fact is his situation is what it is and he showed himself capable of lighting it up in fantasy if anything he just needs McCaffrey to not be as good as he is so that maybe he can get a few more <laughs> rushing touchdowns in there um and whatnot it's like um him with McCaffrey is like the opposite problem that DeAndre Swift had with uh with Jalen Hurts you know it's like once um once Philadelphia would get down inside the five, DeAndre knew it's like, damn it, man, I'm not getting this touchdown. Um, and, but like with uh with, with McCaffrey, it's like, well, he could strike from anywhere, but like, you know, Brock has to be like, bruh, can you just go down on the 15 one time? You know, let me let, let your boy get a fade to yeah. Iuk or something, you know? Like, come on. Yeah, let me but, get in here. But yeah, man. Now go ahead. No, I was saying, let me get in here. That's that's what I was saying. Brock was saying, yeah, like let me get yeah. in here. Let me show off something here, man. <laughs> but yeah, just just like an absolutely, you know, an absolutely solid situation. And again, it doesn't it doesn't too much matter if you if you think this is all a function of you know the system or having like four top tier weapons everywhere, you know. He's gonna have him. McCaffrey is coming back next year. Debo, Ayuk, um, on the on the books for next year. Kittle on the books for next year. So you know they're gonna be running it back. Um, there's no reason. There's no reason not to be targeting this man um, n- n- next year. At, you know, probably around where you were taking you know Dak this year type type of thing. Um, He's another one that'll be pretty interesting as far as um, when people are going to be willing to pull the trigger. Like, is he gonna is he gonna go where like Gino and Cousins were going this year, or is he moving past that? Um, so, like, I, I, my instinct is saying like he'll be moving past, you know, where where Gino and Kirk were going. Like, they were like somewhere between quarterbacks twelve and fourteen. I want to say, especially like during a best ball draft season, I gotta imagine Purdy's gonna be going somewhere between. I don't know, man. Maybe as high as quarterback six or seven, you know, uh, maybe all the way down to like nine or so. I, I got to imagine that's the range he'll probably settle in. Um, so, 
So, yeah, man, absolutely solid season from him. And if things work out at the right price, I'd certainly be glad to have him as my as my QB1 to at least start the year next year. Shiggity for shiggity. Let's keep it moving to the back half of the top 12. Looking at number seven, we got Mr. Jared Goff, quarterback, NFC Championship appearing again, quarterback Jared Goff, 4,575 passing yards, 30 touchdowns to 12 picks, and had two rushing touchdowns. The rushing yards are minute. I turn it over to you. Talk to me about Mr. Golf. Yeah, so now we're kind of starting to get. Well, I'll just talk about golf in particular. Um, he had like the kind of season where you know, okay, yeah, we we have him. Where where's this quarterback seven? Um, the floor was just so low on him this year, but I think that was to be expected um, because you know he's. He, he doesn't have a rushing floor, like, whatsoever. And then you compare that with the fact that, you know, they got, they got some good-ass running backs. Um, you know, back in draft season, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to recall, I, I didn't have, like, the – I don't think I was in the state of mind to be, like, their running game would be as, you know I, – I didn't, I didn't know Jameer Gibbs was going to do all this that, that he did. This year, I thought David Montgomery would just be, you know, solid. You know, I thought he'd be like a little bit of an upgrade over um, Jamal Williams from last year. But I knew that they, you know, they they tended to be they tend to be like a a balanced team between the run and the pass and whatnot. So as far as how that played out for him this year, you know, it just completely brought his floor all the way down to. Um, uh, well, not zero, but you, you you know what I'm saying. Like it, it really, it, it really sunk the floor for him. But you know, when he spiked, he spiked because, you know, one, he's a good he, he's he, he's a good quarterback as far as like you know you give that man time, he can make all the throws. He's got um you know he's got a great weapon in Amon Ra St. Brown. Laporta turned out to be that dude. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I, I think all this can, all this kind of contributed to, you know, golf was underrated coming into this year, given where he finished, right. He was underrated coming back, uh, coming into this year. I just wonder, okay, how do we, what do we think about this for next year? Because I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and I don't want to draft Jared Goff as quarterback seven next year. If, I, if I'm being honest, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so you know, I, 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 I don't know. He, he, he has me in like a I don't know situation. You know, overall, just looking back on the season, definitely outkicked his coverage, outperformed expectations, and whatnot. Um, this might have been a ceiling performance for for him though, given given that offense. I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure what to think. All in on. All in all, about it. Yeah, going to that later point you made. Yeah, there's no way Jared Goff is going in the top twelve quarterbacks next season, much less ranked there. He's going to be ranked as a QB two. I would expect probably around the same area that he came in last year, 
which was our this past season, which was like around a QB 14, 15. And that's and that's where he should be coming into the season. Um this finish is fueled by number one, the injuries to quarterbacks like were ridiculous yeah. out here. So it's partly that. And then it's also partly like the man hooped. So I don't want to discredit that man. The man also hoops. So he has this narrative out here. Um, and I'm sure you're familiar with him about, you know, road games outdoors is, it's mad. It's like Jared Goff don't do it. Like yeah, we saw it against Baltimore. And I think it is a narrative that we have to stick to because looking at his top performances and I was like, okay, so he was QB one, the QB one at home against Denver. Okay. It's against Denver. We've seen defenses hoop against Denver. QB four twice, once at home against Carolina. That's understandable. And then QB four against Tampa. That was on the road. That's outdoors, but Tampa's defense, everybody kind of pass on that mug. And then he had a QB six at home against Minnesota in team. No surprise. And then a QB eight against the Chargers at their home, which is again a dome and also a past stadium he played in. So I think it, it's a narrative that we kind of have to be aware of um, and still go with it, in my opinion. But as far as his prospects for next season, again, great season this year. You still have to consider him as an elite streamer. And that's where he is for me. Or that's where he will be for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with that. I'm with that because I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a case for justifying. Okay, maybe we don't draft him at you know quarterback seven, quarterback eight next year. I'm trying to make a case for getting him in the top twelve though. And what would have to no. happen? You'd have to, you'd have to forecast no. a big step up from Jameson. Okay, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's that, that, that's where I end up. Yeah, you end up stretching logic to get there. So yeah, bro, I can give you I can give you twelve quarterbacks that you would draft above him easily. Do you want to sure. do this or you good? Yeah. Okay. okay. Warren, so Josh Warren, Allen. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> 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 so of course Josh Allen, Jalen, and Lamar we just talked about, right? Okay. Let's go. Burrow. Okay, that's four. All right. Dakota. Five. All right. All right. Uh oh, yeah. Jordan Love. Six. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Seven. Did you say Mahomes already? I haven't, but Mahomes. That's eight. All right. CJ. That's nine. Now it's starting Anthony to Richardson. Anthony oh, Richardson. Oh, okay. That's 10. Okay. okay. Uh, Two Justin up. Fields. Justin Fields. Okay. That's 11. Yeah, I'm drafting. Yeah, I'm drafting two over him. Okay. Two of them. Oh, yeah. That's 12. And then yeah. I don't even think you said like Trevor Lawrence, um, maybe, maybe Matthew Stafford. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, yes, it's, it's yeah. yeah, you're I'm you're 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 right. You're right with that for sure. <laughs> and then you even got interest in people as Kyler, but hey, let's not even get into it. Let's not get into yeah. it. 
<laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. Let's go with number eight here. Um, this Patrick Mahomes. Didn't think I would be saying this at the beginning of the year, but here we are. Patrick Mahomes, uh, 4,183 yards, 27 touchdowns, 14 picks, 389 rushing yards, no rushing touchdowns. I'll start in here with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Yeah, man, last year versus this year. Last year, he had 13 games where he was a QB6 are better this year only three of those last year he he had 10 games of 300 yards or more passing this year only four so it was the the passing game wasn't there this year um at least at least how it normally was or what we expected uh the the main narrative we've seen it it's has been talked about on sports center first take all of that with the pass catchers um it was 39 drop balls by them this year and that led the league but the interesting thing about his season though is that through the first seven weeks he was the qb3 and we were drafting him as the qb1 so yeah it wasn't meeting expectations but you know if i draft a guy at qb1 and he would finish at qb3 um, I'm not going to be spilling much milk on it, especially if it's, you know, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts who are coming with 15 plus rushing touchdowns. But the rest of the way after that, he finished as the QB 14. And that included a three weeks during the fantasy playoffs where he was QB 16. That's not good. I don't like that. I don't like that for my <laughs> QB B1 I drafted. Good. Give me some insight, man. Make me feel after this, man, next season. Um. Well, okay. I get okay. I'll I'll address that first. Then it's. I think to me, it's gonna. If they upgrade that receiving core, like you, you tell me, like that they, if they sign T. Higgins, or they trade for somebody, um, maybe they can. Oh, they're not gonna be able to get any. They're not going to be able to get any of the obvious guys in the draft. But, yeah, you know, if, if they trade for somebody or, you know, they, they sign like a, a, a T. Higgins or something, then I'm easily bought right back in to him. You know, that's – Okay. That's that that's what it would take from for me, I think, um, to get him back to where he was being drafted this year. And maybe that's not even – and that's even that's assuming that's assuming that Kelsey comes back next year. Um, if they wouldn't, if they wouldn't, I, I man, I, I think it's 50 50. Even if the, you know, if, if if they win the Super Bowl or not, I think it's 50 50 if Kelsey comes back. I think if they even make the Super Bowl, I think that might be it for Kelsey. But, um, anyway, there's oh, no wow. need to speculate okay. on that. Well, you know, he, he just might be like, you know, if they win it, I think he's done. I, I, I think he's done. I think the best. The best chance for him to get there is if they lose this next week, or if they make it to the Super Bowl and then lose. Um, I, I I think that's probably the best case for him coming back. But I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't know anything on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, you know, all all said, they need to revamp that receiving core. I think I think that's the they need to revamp their receiving core in an obvious way that um, in order to get to, in order to um, boost him back up to where he was being drafted this year. You know, sure. like 
it can't be it can't be like another Rasheed Rice that they draft, like a guy that we're gonna have to see it from first. If it's Marvin Harrison, then okay, maybe. But you know, one, they're not getting him. But you know, it's a, basically like a, like I said, like an obvious upgrade. Otherwise, uh, I can't see investing in him at that higher price. And you know what? It could very well be a situation where that just comes back to bite you in the ass. Um, so um, that's <laughs> that, that's the game we play. I think you know one of the things that's kind of glaring about this year. So I'll go back to 2018 and come up to present and just like, you know, just simple yards per attempt going back, starting in 2018, 8.8, 8.3, 8.1, 7.4, 8.1. And then this year, seven. So, you know, this was, I think you could make a case. This was just a super outlierish year. Um, and that was not made any easier by the fact that they really tried to go cheap on the whole wide receiver room thing. So, um, yeah, I, you know, he's such a tough case, man. Like if, if we're talking, if we're staying in the realm of spending it forward for next year, because you look at the man, he's still in his prime. He's very likely the GOAT. You're going to bet how, how much of a bet – against the GOAT in his prime are you going to place? You know, that he, he just makes it that tough on you as far as as far as where to take him um, next year. But then, you know, you flip over to the finishes this year, as you were talking about. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, from like week, from like week 11 on, it's just ugly. Um, you know, if you were having to count on him to help push you over the hump to get into the playoffs, there's a there's a very good chance you didn't even get there. So, um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who feel burnt by this, and they're going to need to see some things in the off season. And I'll kind of be in that camp, but I'm also going to be a little skittish about going too hard against him because it's the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and despite the outcome of this season, like he's still going to go as a top five QB, like. Allen, Hurts, Jackson, I'm fine with drafting those guys above as of right now. But then it's like, okay, Mahomes time there. So, yeah, still a top five quarterback. And, you know, unless, like you mentioned, if they somehow get an upgraded weapon, I expect him to settle in right below those guys. So better days should be ahead for Mr. Mahomes for sure. Yeah, I think their, their front office has to have learned their lesson. They have to have learned their lesson about um, about the receiving core and whatnot. You know, he can carry them somewhat, but like, don't 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 leave this man out to dry too 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 much longer. I mean, have they though? They're about to play to go to the potential Super Bowl. Have they learned anything? Well, here's the thing, right? Like the yes, they do have a bit of proof of concept from last year and being one game out from the Super Bowl this year what's funny is you think okay they're about to go play um baltimore it had always kind of been lamar's problem that lamar was the one that didn't have you know a weaponry and whatnot and they they stepped his weaponry up this year and now he's about to go play against mahomes who's you know probably has like some of the worst weapons he maybe the worst weapons he's had in his career um, so, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of an interesting <laughs> juxtaposition there. Yes, man. Let's keep it going though. 
QB nine on the year. Tonga Valoa, Miami quarterback, comes in. 4,624 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 picks, rushing yards, minuscule, only 74 of those. No touchdowns rushing. Talk to me about Tua. Um, yeah, this was kind of a, you know, it's, um, I, I'm, his season like reminds me of, it was like the first time that I went out, you know, to run a mile, you know, just for like training purposes and whatnot. And I had no idea about the concept of pacing yourself. And I just went out <laughs> and started running that thing. And a good lap and a half in, I was dead. That was this season yep. for them, man. That, that was this season. Like they came out melting faces, came out just absolutely mm-hmm. melting faces throughout the first half of the year. And then down the back half of the year, you could not play him. You could not put him in your lineup during, um, during like the back half of the year. And this is kind of, you know, well, last year, last year, you know, he too had the whole, you know, he, he went through the whole thing with, the concussions or whatnot, but just in general with that Miami offense. Now this is two years under McDaniels and two years of, you know, the jig being up about halfway through the year for them. Um, so, you know, that's, that's going to be something that weighs on them for next year. I'll say this much when it looked good, it looked good, man. Like it really, it, it, it really looks good. Uh, you know, hell put up a 70 burger against the Broncos, you know, like, um, I don't, I think maybe that had been done like one time before or something, beat them boys by 50. Um, So like there is something there for for them. Um, It just feels like we, you know, they just hit this wall on a year in year out basis. And as far as being a fantasy asset, um, as far as Tua, you know, being a fantasy asset, you know, you know, there's not going to be any rushing floor there. Um, it seems to be, you know, this whole, I think it's more than a narrative when, when, when people talk about, you know, every time they take a step up in class and competition, things just don't go well for them. So, you know, there's, there's some obvious limitations, some obvious limitations there for him, um, as a, as a, as a real life player and as a fantasy player. So, you know, where am I looking to draft him next year? You know, he has this QB nine finish, but I think he's certainly going to end up getting drafted lower than that last year. Because like, as you mentioned, um, you know, we had injuries and, and whatnot that, that, that helped get him here, you know, between, um, you know, cousins going down and Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud missed a couple of games, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't know that. I don't think he missed a game or maybe he did miss a game, but you know, Trevor Lawrence was just beat to hell during during the season and whatnot as well. So I think you know there were some there's some extenuating circumstances that helped to that helped mask even this high of a finish for Tua. So he's somebody I'm going to be wary of for next year, man. I'm I'm, I'm going to be very wary about him and about that offense. Maybe just the play with them is you draft him by week five. You're trying to trade him. Like I may, maybe that's the look for him. <laughs> 
I, I understand, man. Um, yeah, next season, I would expect him to be um, a late-round QB type, probably in a – like, if you had to tier it, he would probably be maybe third or fourth guy in that kind of tier, um, besides, like, your Kyler's. Uh, who's down there? Maybe maybe Purdy? Uh, where are we at? I'm trying to think of who else would maybe be in there. Uh, maybe like uh, Trevor Lawrence or something like that. He'll be down there with those guys. But either way, when you have a guy who leads the league in passing yards, like that's a fantasy asset. So he's going to be considered for next season. But this past season, um, like you mentioned, after the bye week in week 10, he was the QB 17 in those last seven games, which included a QB 23, 20, and 16 finish in the three weeks during the playoffs. Now, I think a lot of that, well, a good amount of that had to do with the opponents, too. They had the Jets, they had the Cowboys, they had the Ravens. So, um, you know, if you were looking ahead on your schedule when you had Tua, like hopefully you had added somebody else or maybe even traded him away and got out in front of that. But overall, from a fantasy perspective, this was a – solid first 10 weeks for him <laughs> and um as you kind of mentioned the next season yeah he he's going to be in the qb2 range draft season for sure yeah i'm 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 of the mindset where you know as, as we sit here on january 22nd you know trying to think about next year um i'm not trying to have him i'm not trying to come away with him as my qb1 to start the year um i uh, get it but you know Again, that's just that's just as of as of right now. So we'll see. Maybe if they go out and add a third weapon or something like that, um, who knows? Um, but but yeah, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. I, I just don't have good I don't, I don't have good vibes towards him. <laughs> good deal, good deal. Let's go ahead and get into these next three. We'll starting with QB ten, Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks. 4,044 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, 10 picks. Also had a rushing touchdown on 163 rushing yards. Uh, Baker, man, the last, um, if you want to say kind of like the last 12 weeks, going from like week six until the end of the fantasy playoffs in week 17, he was a QB6. QB6. That's a guy that you roster. It's a guy that you put in your lineup, man. Didn't think that was going to happen. But overall, like kind of looking at his finishes, he only had one top five QB finish. But overall, he was never a QB. He was a QB 20 or better um, pretty much the rest of the time during that during that part. So, you know, super flex leagues. Yeah, definitely was in there for you. But if you picked and chose your right spots with Baker, man, you had you a solid, solid little, you know, background QB there. And he had the second most pass six through week 17. Now your thing with back next season, um, his contract should be my, my bet would be that they do, but you know, QB in expect. Um, yeah, you know, look, he did what you know, this, there's hmm, how do I put this? 
a quarterback or two does this every year, right? They come out and they prove themselves to be like, you know, capable streamers down the stretch and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's not something that you really, it's not something that you, that should really inform, I think, how how you feel about going into next year. As you know, number one, is he going to be there again next year? As you mentioned, uh, they got to do something. Um, they, you know, they, they have decisions to make about Mike Evans because um, he is due to be a free agent this offseason. Um, you know, things that may be working in his favor – that division could just stay kind of kind of terrible. You know, he he had the benefit of playing in a not so great division this year. And, you know, basically nobody in the NFC South had a hard schedule just because one, they all got to play each other. Um, but you know, I gotta good for him. I'm, you know, I'm not happy, I'm not sad that he did this. I'm kind of meh towards Baker in general. It's just like I don't put much stock in this finish um, outside of super flex leagues or, you know, for for best ball tournaments type things. Then, yeah, I'll certainly be giving him a look as my uh, as my quarterback too, um, provided, again, that he ends back up with with Tampa. But, you know, hey, man, he 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 did his thing. He came out and was a serviceable, um, a serviceable streamer, you know, um, during during the back half of the season. You know, he could have helped you get into the playoffs, you know, if you chose, like you said, if you chose the right spots to start him and whatnot. But I'm, I'm more than sure, you know, it, it probably never really felt good to, to do that. I mean, I'll just speak for my own stuff. I had to do it a couple of times across several leagues where, you know, I had to stream him and I was just like, all right, well, I guess I am doing this. And, you know, I was I was eager and happy to move away from it just as soon as I possibly could. So, um so yeah, fantasy streamer, good for him. I don't see him being drafted any higher than like QB 13, 14, 15 next year. If that, and that, that's probably even too high. So yeah. Yeah, that's way too high. <laughs> way too high. Um, yeah, he's he's down there in the QB, the lower tier of QB two streets. Um, yeah, he he ain't being drafted in one quarter leagues. But let's continue, man. QB 11, Coleridge, Bernard, Strout, a.k.a. 4,108 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, five picks, 167 rushing yards, and three TDs. Talk to me about Coleridge. Yeah, so he is, I guess, depending on where you where you're looking at it, um, and, and your scoring system, basically, at, at what I'm looking at on Fantasy Pros, he was about 30. He's about no, no. He was it was fewer than that. He was about 20, 25 points away from finishing QB six, seven, eight range, and he missed a couple games. So, you know, if yeah. if you go ahead and like give him his average and whatnot, then th- th- this man would have. You know, finished overall much uh, m- much higher than that, than where he is. Um, that's that's part one. Part two is he did this as a rookie. Part three is he maybe had his top three receivers together. You know, for just like a handful of games, it always seemed like 
one would get hurt when the other one was coming back and they kept playing that little shell game and and, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I felt like he never really had his full complement of weapons. And the third part of it was like, you know, that third wide receiver was, you know, journeyman wide receiver and Noah Brown, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I feel like what we saw from him this year, you know, in a real football sense and whatnot, it was, it was big paws on a puppy. You know, like we saw that this, this, this dude is really about to be out here and it's really sort of looking like the sky is, 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 is the limit uh, going, going forward. Um, you know, they, I guess, you know, this is background knowledge from, you know, being the, the Texans being our team, but, you know, they were injured across the offensive line um, all, all throughout the year and didn't finally pull that together towards the end of the year. So he did, he did all that he did in, um, and, and produced all that he produced from a fantasy perspective with, you know, very non-ideal circumstances and whatnot. And now there's kind of proof, there's proof of concept with him. There's proof that like you can build around him. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> it's just going to be a matter of not getting too exuberant about where to draft him next year. Because uh, I feel like, I feel like cases can be made, um, you know, for basically anything after like, anything after like Lamar, you know, if, if you're saying Josh Jalen Lamar, I think we could start, you, you can start talking about him anytime after that. And it's not like completely laughable, it, it, at least to me. So, um, yeah, just love this for my city, but also, you know, from a fantasy perspective, man, like this, this guy really, really, really impressed. I just no notes. I, I just can't wait to see where this goes for next year. And I'll be definitely making sure to, um, to get shares of him next year and best ball, maybe even reaching a couple times, uh, because I imagine he's going to be a hot commodity, uh, next, next draft season. Yeah, for for sure, for sure he will. Um, I looked at Fantasy Pros rankings, and they have him for 2024 as the QB six. So you're pretty much kind of right in line with what rankers are already thinking um, for CJ. Kind of wish he got that uh, rookie passing record over Andrew Luck for just own personal bragging rights in my head, but he did miss the two games there so that hurt that kind of hurt those chances and funny enough um so i know the sixth quarterback or sixth rookie that leads that is mac jones so stats are stats are, in, are an interesting thing um but yeah with <laughs> cj Stroud, he had seven finishes where he was a qb1 has six 50 plus yard passes which was second behind Tua. He kind of, well, not he kind of, he demonstrated like a, I don't want to say this, just an extremely good ability to, you know, push the ball down the field and do this while making very minimal mistakes. Like five picks for a rookie is outstanding. Like, and I think yeah. he set a record or made a record before even having his first interception on the season. Now, Going into next season, I fully expect those interception numbers to go up. But at the same time, I expect those touchdown numbers 
and potentially yardage. Well, the yard, yeah, yardage numbers to go up too. And it's going to get interesting for him because Houston won the division last year. So that means yeah. they're going to have a harder schedule. So they're going to have the Ravens. They're going to have um, KC again. Well, not again, but they're going to have KC. They're going to have again, obviously. And Buffalo. They also, yeah. yeah, they get Buffalo. They're also, yeah, they're, I think they're playing the NFC or the AFC East regardless, but they also will have the Cowboys as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a harder, harder uh, schedule this season. So, yeah, I'm re- it's going to be really interesting for him. And at least looking at a QB six coming into the next season, I think that's about right from what we've seen. Like, I, I don't mind it. So that that's going to be interesting as we get closer to August and September for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I pulled up those same rankings that you just mentioned. And, yeah, so, like, directly above him is Mahomes and Dak, and directly below is Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson, um, Joe Burrow. So, like, yeah, I, I think he belongs in that tier. I can't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't argue with taking him before or after any, in any of those, any, any of those guys. So, like, yeah, that's, um, well, what a difference a year makes, man. <laughs> right right and let's just go ahead and get into this last quarterback in the top 12 sam Howell, another guy what a year <laughs> um a difference makes right like this season he had 3946 passing yards 21 touchdowns 21 picks 263 rushing yards and he had five touchdowns there Regarding this, I don't want to be negative, but I have to say this. The only reason why he's here is because of the injuries. Like, the 21 picks, like, there would have been at least another efficient quarterback had we not had so many injuries, you know, get above him here. But let me give him his flowers, though. At least QB, I mean, at least through the first 13 weeks, he was actually the QB4, and he was a top 12 quarterback. 10 times in those 13 games. So there were times this season in a couple leagues because of injuries, I was starting Sam Howell and I was having outcomes where it was like, okay, this will do. But a lot of this again, just had to do with how bad that team was. Um, He led the league in passing attempts. So with him just chunking it everywhere, it just allowed the ability to be able to score more points. Now, as it as it got to the bye week in week 14, <laughs> after that, week 15 through 17, he was a QB 31. So <laughs> yeah. it's literally a tell. I mean, it's not halves, but it's literally a tell of two kind of stories there. Now, the prospects for him, well, where will he be next season? Are they going to go with him or not? Are they going to draft a quarterback? It's all up in the air for him, but – let me let you get in on this and give some thoughts and takes as well. Well, yeah, you know, the you 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 mentioned it kind of with with the volume type of thing with, with him. And just on, on the season as a whole, the commanders were third in pass rate over expected. Um, you know, Eric B. Enemy had had them boys airing that thing out. Um and as far as the real football implications, 
Yeah, you know that's that that's a that's a secondary concern for us fantasy players. The fact is, the boy was putting the ball up a lot, and you know he was he was able to give you some some very nice um, performances fantasy wise, like in in a pinch, like like you mentioned. I was right there with you in having to stream him um, a, a, a few times. So you know that was you know. It's normally in relation to running backs that that you hear the phrase, you know, volume is king. But for for quarterbacks too, you know, if if, if especially if a quarterback is going to be passing the ball um, this much, you know, I, that's that's largely where that came from. There were kind of there were like stretches of the season where you felt like, okay, well maybe this could be something, and if he's able to keep this up, then you know, may, may, maybe this could be something going going forward. You know, prospects wise, you know, as far as thinking about maybe where to draft him for next year and all that kind of stuff. But you know, the way the season ended, this very much seems like a grand opening, grand closing kind of situation. Um, <laughs> especially, especially now that they have, if I'm reading this right, they have the second pick in the draft. So, um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's a wrap for Mr. Howell. Um, I can't. I, I can't see them passing yeah. on whoever falls. Um, you know, well, if somebody, you know, if they have a chance at Drake May or Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels, um, I can't. Basically, I, I think it's over for him as a starter for that team. Um, you know, man, look, I think he he, he got a little lucky. He had a volume um, heavy season and. He did some he did some decent things for fantasy, but like I think that's I think that's the long and short of it with with, with him. I, I don't think there's gonna be any more <laughs> to really consider about him unless the starter ahead of him gets injured at some point next season. Yeah, it's just gonna be, you know, one of those things. I mean, he he may very well quarterback again in the NFL. Let's not get out of hand on that, but this will probably be the best outcome we'll see for Sam Howell in the fantasy streets. And hey, salute, you were a top 12 quarterback. But we move. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're outside the top 12 now. Um, I do we do have the other um are the next 12 listed. We're not gonna go through all these guys, but I do want to add um I'll start with two notes and then I'll turn it over to you to see what you have in mind, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, my quick note there, he had 104 poor passes per fantasy pros, and that led the league. So that's interesting, especially from the perspective that he was drafted as probably like a top eight guy and finished outside the top 12. So there's that finished as QB 13. And then with Matt Stafford, we I'm pretty no, we did talk about this in one of the episodes where. We talked about his passing touchdown numbers and going through it. Well, first of all, he finished as QB 15 on the year, but going through it week one through week eight, um, he was having eight touchdowns during this time frame while throwing the eighth most attempts. There were 20 other quarterbacks, 20 other quarterbacks that had more touchdowns than him at that time 
Yeah. Week nine and ten, there was the missed game with when they played Green Bay and the bye week. But when he came back from week 11 through 17, he was the QB7. He tied for the lead with 16 touchdowns thrown during that time frame with the fifth most attempts. So I'm saying all this to say, you know, if he's back, the weapons are back, like this is probably a bonafide streamer here um, that you should be looking at or have on your radar. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot that that um that he he was run, and yeah, we talked about it. He just ran a little cold. Um he was, you know, um what is that? It was he was due for some positive regression on his um on yeah, his yeah. Uh, on his touchdown percentage. So yeah, I I'd, I'd forgotten about that. And yeah, he he started to make up for it towards the end of the season and just looking just just looking at the way he he ended the season. Um, Matt Stafford doesn't look washed to me at all. Um, he looks, he, he looks like he'll, he'll be okay. So, you know, if they, that, that, that team is a, is a pretty young team, especially defensively. Um, and honestly stay young, like keep having to get in shit. Nuts. I don't <laughs> care. But, um, but you know, as far as, as far as offensively goes, um, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure on what their deal is. I'll pull it up real quick, but we know, we know Puka will be back. It looks like they found something with Kyron. They could probably afford to get him a little help. But yeah, Cooper Cup is due to be back. Tutu Atwell, depending on what you think of him, is due to be back. Demarcus Robinson is going to be uh, an unrestricted free agent. I think it would behoove them to sign him um, to, to re-sign him because he seemed to really he seemed to really fit what they were trying to do. But you know who knows? Maybe they could find that production somewhere else but all that all, all that to say that you know and and, and tyler Higg oh no tyler Higby got his acl busted didn't he um but yeah anyway he has some weapons and that offense really looked like they knew what they were doing towards the end of the year so yeah i would i would have an eye on matt stafford as a as a streamer my second quarterback in a um in a super flex uh you know my second quarterback on um on a best ball mania team or something like that. Yeah, I'm right there with you on on, on him. So yeah, he, he very easily could have finished a little bit higher than what he did this year. Agreed, agreed. Uh did you have any notes on any of the other guys right now or yeah, 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 yeah. Um I think kind of one of the most glaring guys that's missing, and it's you know, it's maybe due to injury that this guy's not in the top 12 because of the way that season was going, but Justin Herbert, um, you know, he, I, for, I forgot what exactly it was that, that he injured. Was it like his shoulder or, or elbow? Maybe I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you know, young, talented quarterback expected big things from him this year. And yeah, he did get injured, but before he got injured, like those big things, yeah, they weren't exactly, exactly coming. Um, weapons wise, you know, Austin Eckler is due to be an unrestricted free agent. Can't see them bringing him back. Um, but yeah, Keenan Allen is due to be back. Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, Josh Palmer, all due to be back. You think they probably need at least one more other guy to add to this, to this room. Um, it's just, 
man, you just haven't seen like this. You just haven't seen that that thing with this guy like that makes you just say, okay, now all the pieces are in place and this is like really going to be the year. Like there's there's just going to be there's going to be question marks with him coming into this next year because this whole this season even before the injury just didn't what wasn't going the way that um that, that we had predicted for it to go so um he's somebody who i'm going to be very curious to see what the fantasy community decides on how to treat him next year like during d- during draft season um so yeah that's that's my little justin herbert spiel um yeah, you, you you got any thoughts on Herbert? Because I I got like maybe one or two other things to bring up on other on other folks. Yeah, it's just about how the injury will shake out. Um, at least when I looked it up, it was a right index finger, I believe. He had to have surgery. Oh, that's on. what it was. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's just depending on his health after that, and then how his weapons shake out. I think will kind of shape up his um, ranking, if you will. I think he'll still fall in the top 12, though. Like, I think people will still be in on the talent and what they've seen. So from that, continue with any other notes you got. Right. So, okay, just just quick uh, last last thing on Herbert. I went back to the rankings that you mentioned earlier. Um, At this point in time, he is currently QB 11 behind Brock Purdy. Um, There you go. This doesn't seem unfair either. Looking at the names that are in front, so yeah, that'll be that, that'll be interesting. But yeah, other guys. Um, so according to the list we have, Justin Fields was QB eighteen. Um, there's a whole lot swirling around with him. You know, he he certainly would have been higher on this list. I believe that he was out for a good um, a good three to four games this year him, himself. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, how things should, yeah, he only played 12 games. Um, he only played 12 games this year. So, yeah, that was what that, that's four games that, that he missed for fantasy purposes. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out with him. I, I will go back to you know, let's let's say he ends up back in Chicago, right? For if for whatever reason, Chicago either deals that pick or they go with somebody who's not one of those top two quarterbacks or they draft one of those quarterbacks. Well, no, no, no. If, if they don't use the pick on a quarterback or if they deal it away, I'd go back to the well with Justin Fields, um, you know, probably somewhere in my top nine uh, for, for, for next season. Um, you know, he, he really came on towards the end of the season, um, you know, from a, from a quarterbacking standpoint. So I'm still not I'm still not scared off of him just kind of based on um I don't know there's there, there's just so much damn potential with with what he could do if if somebody you know if if Chicago or maybe even Atlanta if they say hey this kid has the keys to the castle he's right he he's right back up in my top 8 or 9 quarterbacks Yeah, with with Justin Fields, he had five top three QB finishes, which was more than Tua, Mahomes, Golf, Purdy, and Jordan Love. Not combined, but just those guys individually. So, yeah, I would completely be in on Fields, um, depending upon the situation of, of what they want to do 
um, in Chicago with that pick. But I'm sure we'll we'll have plenty of discussion on that as well. Um, any of these other guys at all? Um, no, just real quick. Um, we we've talked about it before, so no need to get too much into it. But uh, Gino was one of my biggest disappointments of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really I really bricked on um, on that one because I was I was all about you know man, he seems like free money at, you know, towards the end of that little, you know, quarterback 13, 14, 15 tier during best ball season. And, you know, to have him go out there and great, he only played 14 games this year. So like he missed a couple games, but still he was only averaging 15, around 15 and a half points a game. And like, that's just, you know, that's not going to get it done for, but that's, that that's way lower than what I was expecting. And he just, wasn't as good. So like, yeah, that, that one, that one really sticks in my craw a little bit because I was really, I was really high on him coming into the year. Yeah. That was one of the more disappointing ones. Cause we felt that maybe we had a late round QB kind of set it and forget it. And we get a QB um, one type late QB one type of guy, but it just did not pan out um, QB 19 overall on the season. So that's not awful, but you know, it didn't meet expectations. Um, yeah, and it was especially shocking I, given the fact that oh no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying just last point on Gino, that was especially shocking. Like the, the, the backsliding was especially shocking because they added a quality well, what we thought or what we think is a quality wide receiver in JSN to, you know. Tyler Lockett and and DK Metcalf is you know they added to their receiving room and so to take a to take a step back having done that it's just like man what the what what, what the hell went on there so yeah anyway um, <laughs> enough about Gino enough about Gino for sure for sure all right so two more quarterbacks for me and I will be ready to close the book on them. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, torn Achilles, 35 years old. Oh, man, it's tough. It is tough because during those first eight weeks he played, he was a QB six, and he has six finishes as a QB one, so six top 12 performances. So, like, that man was having an excellent season so far far in the fantasy streets before he suffered that injury and like man I had a bomb team where I just picked apart at running backs and wide receivers got me a nice tight end and I had Kirk Cousins and I was like man this man holding me down son and then that injury (laughs) came and it it hurt man uh still made playoffs and whatnot but you know it just hurt but you know, if he comes back, I'm not sure of the contract situation. Like, but if he He's if he can come agent. back in, ah, there it is. Well, if the Vikings welcome him back and the health is, you know, relatively decent or relatively well, I wouldn't mind investing back into it, considering that the price will likely be cheap again. He has weapons in Hawkinson, Jefferson, and Addison. I'm assuming all those guys will be there again. I'm pretty sure Jefferson and Addison are. I don't know Hawkinson's um, contract situation, but 
Yeah, I'd be interested because, you know, since the injury, he had this tweet where he's been watching Disney movies every Friday night with his boys. My boy, my boy is out here in these Disney streets. I want the comeback story. I want his comeback story to come back this season and then see himself on Disney from them producing about his comeback. I'm pulling for Kirk Cousins next season. And then finally, um, I want to talk about the Cleveland QB situation real quick. Not, not that I think it's a controversy of, you know, them trying to sign Joe Flacco and start him over Deshaun Watson. It's just more so like those two are like the capable quarterbacks and like they had pretty good performances when they started. Um, Deshaun Watson didn't necessarily look <laughs> that great, but he had right. three QB one performances in six games. And then Joe Flacco's didn't look great from the perspective of, you know, he's just throwing, throwing that thing when, wherever and whenever, but that and have finished as a QB 13, 6, 8, 3, and 4. So Cleveland could be a situation where you could get a nice little streamer for the cheap and it work out for you. But again, a lot of time to work that out between now and August. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one that's definitely going to be up in the air as far as um as far as what you're willing to do with that with that QB situation next year. Um, I think another, another one to think about is, um, how are you going to feel about Joe Burrow going into next season? Um, because, you know, we, we didn't see a whole hell of a lot of him this year and he was all right in some spots, not very great early on to start the year is set to, Mm -hmm. you know, they got to figure out what to do with T Higgins. Is set to be a free agent. They're going to be losing Tyler Boyd to free agency. I can't imagine they re-sign him. Maybe they do. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, do one of these other guys step up? So that situation is going to be a little murky. Um, you got Aaron Rodgers probably coming back um, next year. So, you know, what's that going to, what's that going to look like? Um, as far as now, just as far as Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how, excited I'd be to take him or anything like that in the draft. I'm just more excited for what he does for everybody else on that team. Um, because if you tell me, if you tell me Aaron Rodgers is going to play, you know, all 16 fantasy games, Brees might be one-on-one. Um, so yeah, he's, he, he's a very important piece from that perspective. So, um, so yeah, those are just another couple of ones that I thought were worth mentioning just just a little bit for different reasons yeah absolutely that's going to be an interesting one to check out with um well, i'm about to say new orleans with the jets as well um that's pretty much all i got on quarterbacks you got anything else on them no that's that, that that's it for now i think we pretty we, we we touched on what needed touching on from the from the quarterback scenery this year for sure, for sure. Uh, some quick breaking news. The Titans have went ahead and found their coach. They have hired the Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. I believe he is the son of Bill Callahan, previous coach hmm. of the Raiders and whatnot. So, yeah, kudos to those guys finding a head coach. 
Yeah. I was, that's, that's all right. Damn. Go, go Titans. <laughs> go, go Titans. Titans they, they, they're still uh, good money. They're still good money in my eyes for uh, for what they did to Jacksonville. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to them. All right. So one other thing I wanted to do with you while we're here, um, any kind of discourse you have from real football perspective or fantasy perspective in what's seen in the playoffs so far? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, number one, uh, Lamar like really took a step up. I think that was his first playoff game that he's ever won. And, you know, Texans were what and what with him in that first half. And then he just came out and the boy figured it out. And they looked, it looked like he really, really took a step forward. And um, they look in, in conjunction with that defense, they just look absolutely, absolutely dangerous. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's the most recent thing, and it's my team. Um, so yeah, that, that that sticks out. And what um, what Jordan Love did in Week One of, of, of the playoffs was just, you know, just just super super yeah. impressive. Um, so you know, that was that's going to stick with me. Well, him and CJ Stroud, basically, what what both of those guys did. It's, it feels like they're linked together right now. Maybe it's just because of this one playoff run and, and whatnot, and that we more or less consider both of them rookies, um, if, if you will. But, um, but yeah, what, what they what they both were able to do in a playoff environment um, to Green Bay doing it on the road uh, at that was just, you know, that was, that, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was, especially with – with doing that on the road, like in somebody else's home gym. Um, yeah. Shout out to CJ. No turnovers. Um, had some good passes against Baltimore, but it was Baltimore was just too much for them boys. Um, my main thing, Buffalo bills, man, Josh Allen, Ooh. this, this man cannot get past Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, like this this was a year. This was the one that people were thinking he gonna finally do it. Like you got the home field advantage. You're probably facing the worst Mahomes led team in this kind of spot. And yeah, just just couldn't get the job done, man. Um and that kind of lends a, a discussion that we'll need to have about Stefan Diggs, but we'll do that in the wide receiver um, recap. But yeah, the Bills, man, just can't get past Mahomes. It's tough out here. Yep, it's like um, when nobody could beat Jordan. You know, maybe he's gonna have to go. To, maybe Mahomes gonna have to take a couple years off, and then uh, <laughs> let somebody else have a chance or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, they they had they had a chance. Like it was there, it was there. Yeah. I think like nine times out of ten, Diggs catches that pass, but just you know, that time he did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, these playoffs have been they they by and large they've been great. Um, they, they, they it really has been like some fun, some fun viewing. Even the blowouts that happened during the wild card round, like those are still. Mm-hmm like fun, fun to watch because, you know, 
you're getting to see like some some outrageous quarterback play from guys that you wouldn't normally expect to see it from. And then, you know, I don't have anything against the Eagles or anything like that, but there is something, I don't know, that there is a bit of a fascination like in watching, you know, like watching a train wreck or something like that, like just the way that they completely folded up and melted down and, and, and whatnot. Like that's quality viewing. That that's quality viewing. I, I want them to bounce back, particularly Jalen Hurts. You know, shout out the homie from H Town. You know, I, I want them to to bounce back and whatnot. But like, it's it, it's still a compelling watch. So yeah, I'm I give, I'm giving these playoffs like a nine and a half out of ten so far. Wow, I, I dig that, um, and I'm glad you said that because it may be a mini rant on my end, but you know there were like pundits and other like betting podcasts and other podcasts I listened to about football that were, you know, kind of down about the playoffs uh, from the previous week after the super wild card weekend and whatnot and talking about the blowouts. And I'm like, I almost said another word. I was like, think about, think about what y'all are saying, guys. Like think about the five and seven seed in the AFC were the Browns and the Steelers, bro. A man quarterback, a man who was sitting on his couch is quarterbacking in the playoffs. Like, what what were you expecting? And then yeah. with the Steelers, like, they even made that a competitive game. But the Steelers this season have been a team that have started three quarterbacks, of which none of the three are good. Like, again, what are you expecting here? Like, what, what do you want from me? And then you look yeah. at the Eagles. Struggled the last month into the playoffs. What are you expecting here? Like, what, what, what do you want? Like, you think magical good football was going to happen from these three teams? Like, come on, man. It's But as we saw this week, the football was a lot better, even though there was a blowout with Houston and Baltimore. But the football was a lot better, and I expect for this next week with the championship games to be even, even better. Yeah, these should. So, I Chiefs Ravens, I think, has a chance to be an all timer. Um, yeah, that it's just it's it's just really set up that that way. Um, and I really, I really hope we get to see that. I hope the weather cooperates in Baltimore and whatnot, because yeah, I think we have a chance for an all timer. And um, I believe, well, so you know, there's a whole thing with Jared Goff and his splits playing away from home, playing outdoors and whatnot. Sure. But isn't he from Northern California? I, I know he went to Cal, but I, I feel like he's also from Northern California. So um, this could be a homecoming of sorts for him and whatnot. And really, you know, I think that game has a chance to be really damn good too. So long as we don't get, you know, a golf meltdown and he's been pretty nails so far. He's been pretty nailed so far in the playoffs. Granted, that both of the games have been in Detroit, um, but you know, hey man, if he's 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 on, he's certainly on a redemption arc right now, and he could really solidify it. No matter if you know if he gets them to the Super Bowl, no matter if they win it or not, like that man has redeemed the hell out of himself. Um, so 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 yeah, I I think we have, I think we got one excellent game in the bag. We, you know, we got one and a possible two, basically. So um, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. 
Yeah, yeah. And he's gone up against this kind of regime, if you will, against Shanahan with playing with the Rams. Now, his record against the Rams isn't that good sitting at three and six or I'm sorry, versus the 49ers sitting at three and six. But yeah, I, I just think because of I think because of the coaching they have in Dan Campbell, like they're going to figure out a way to make this game competitive. I don't expect them to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Right. Right. So he's yeah. from Novato, California, which is just north of San Francisco. So, yeah, this California. man going home. This man going home. <laughs> I'm coming home. Let's go. I'm coming home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little, a little underappreciated part of the narrative about Jared Goff on the road. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Well, hey, we got three more games left, but we're going to continue having our content. Um, our next pod will go over tight ends, uh, look through one through 12, and then, of course, the other guys, similar to how we did the quarterbacks. And then after that, we'll get into running backs and wide receivers. So plenty of content still coming from the brothers to you guys. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to us. Before we get out of here, Daryl, any last notes for the good people? Man, yeah, just enjoy the football that we got left, and yeah, get yourself some D, um, some DFS going, some showdown, some two game slates. You know, right there, it's still fun. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Absolutely, and start getting some bets in. Hit these prop markets. Start start looking at some numbers there. It's, it's plenty of fun go. to have, even though fan, even though fantasy football is over. So. As mentioned, it's your boy Derek, my brother Daryl. We out of here, guys. Have a good one. Peace.